Go to everydaynovelist.com slash support to join the madness. <laughs> Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 953. Let's get to our question for today, which comes from Nicole, who asks, What is your take on commissioning cover art for a short story? Is it generally considered cost prohibitive? I have hunted through Douglas Smith's book, but didn't see anything, which could also mean it's not really a done thing. I can totally see what I want for my short stories cover in my head, and am considering commissioning for it. Um, Okay, so the reason that you don't see a lot about this is that short stories do not often make loads and loads of money on the individual sale market. But some authors have managed to pull it off, and Mm -hmm. those authors do commission cover art. I don't even know how to get into all the tricks, because I would be talking out of my ass because I have not managed to pull off any of these tricks yet. I have studied them and then have gone and not implemented them because life has been busy and it's been lowest on my priority list. So check out what M.L. Buckman does with his short stories as far as getting short stories to really sell. He's really good at it. And Dean Wesley Smith, really, is like his whole thing is short stories. Yeah, he he does a lot of short stories and novellas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he is... Think right now, the majority of his work is short stories and novellas, and shorter novels that are just barely too long to be novellas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that with WMG, they don't usually commission original artwork for their covers. They um, they do it in house. I they, think uh, they, Buckman they, does as well. Yeah, they do it in house, and um, they purchase uh, stock footage and stock art and fiddle with it until it feels right for their cover. Mm -hmm. The reason that people don't uh, commission short story covers very often is that a lot of good cover artists charge between two and five hundred bucks per cover. And so... Or more. Or more. So you need to be willing to take the risk that you're going to earn that cost back. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to earn that cost back over how many years? How many years do you think it's going to be before you change covers? And if you change covers, are you going to be changing artwork, or are you just going to be updating the typography to keep current with trends in the market? If you're just going to be changing the typography, then the cover art, commissioned cover art, is a lot less of a huge ask because you've got a lot longer for it to turn a profit. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're going to be changing the artwork as well, well, that's got to have a little more confidence that you're going to turn a lot more units around a lot faster. Yeah. Where you do get a lot better bang for your buck is on collections. Because uh, story collections, being that they don't cost a lot more than individual stories, often sell better. The one place that this isn't always the case is on the short story audio market. Mm. Especially if you're distributing into libraries. Because yeah. people do pick up Uh, short stories as library books because they make a good commute length listen. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be going into, if you're going to be doing audiobooks and you're going to be taking the short stories into audio form 
for distribution outside of the ACX ecosystem, then it might be worth thinking about commissioning something on the lower end of the cost curve. Right. Because you can use it for your audiobook, which is going to pay off sooner, and then you can just sideport it over to your um, ebook mm-hmm. for no additional cost. Though you will have to rejigger the typography. Yeah. It is very, very good idea to learn how to handle typography because it gives you a lot more flexibility with everything where it comes to publishing. Um, just to cover art or cover designer's tip, I have found it easier to design for the audiobook cover first and then shrink it down to a book orientation rather than make it for book orientation and then try to expand that into a square. Because mm. there's this... Uh, all the stuff on the sides, you have to come up with that anyway. May as well do it once. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, of course, like Dean and like Buckman, we cheat. We do it all in-house. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, literally when we met, she was doing layout on the college newspaper. Mm-hmm. And uh, she taught me all the tricks of the trade. And I was doing fine art as well as literature. And so when we started off, I was doing the cover art and she was doing the typography. But it turns out that she's a much better artist than I am and has a much more commercial sensibility than I do. And so very quickly, it wound up with her doing most of the typography and most of the artwork and me coming in sideways sometimes because I am better at uh, at photo collage techniques because of my time as a VFX artist. So... And when we need uh, 3D renderings. Mm -hmm. And I do all the 3D artwork, so we bounce between ourselves quite a lot. But because of that, we don't actually pay for our cover art. (laughs) No. And that makes a big difference. But um, We have paid for um, cover art when it's something outside of our usual, outside of the style. Have we? Who did we get Um, to do cover art for us? Or what cover art did we commission? The um, two writer's guides. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, uh, we, we commissioned a yeah, Art, cartoon, Art a the cartoonist. Noble Bear, who writes in from time to time, is a fantastic, fantastic artist. And we had him uh, do the cover art. And for he's the, especially good with, with cartoonish yeah, art. For throwing lead and making tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hoping sometime in the next couple of years to do a series. We're going to kickstart a series of Suave Rob short cartoons. And uh, he is going to be lead artist on that project if we're ever able to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be so much fun. That little intro you hear sometimes on this that advertises the books that says the ass you save may be your own and is a sort of PSA about the proper way to fry an egg. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a whole series of cartoons that are PSAs that are done like that. It should be loads and loads of fun. And hilarious. And hilarious. But uh, that's what we got. Hopefully that's something useful for you. And by the way, if you are desperate to get cover art and do cover art without paying through the nose for it, learn some basic typography and then do an author branding for your short stories. Yes. You can see this in some of the – periodically one of the big authors will have like a complete series re-release and it will be branded so that the author is front and center. Sometimes it will be the same cover art and everything but done in a different color cast, kind of like we're doing with the Everyday Novelist book series. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that can work too, especially if you're building a huge loyal cult-like following around yourself. 
depending mm-hmm. on the kind of stories you write, that may or may not be practical. But that is one way to easily iterate professional-looking covers that don't require a lot of outlay. Yeah, is uh, get you know get a good solid visual brand that's just text based or that's text based with a particular stock uh, image that mm-hmm. you're using over and over. Um, or you can always uh, get some of the more expensive stock photography and uh, paintings and work from those and do your own typography on those, and you'll still be way cheaper than custom artwork. Yeah. So um, we'll put some links to some good stock places in the show notes. And Kitty, do you know of any really good typography tutorials you could link to? Um, online, no, because I I learned this back when people publish books about stuff like this. So I might be able to dig up the um, the books that I had in class if they're still in, in publication. Okay. Um, but I'll I'll look around and yep. see. And poke around on YouTube. You'll find some stuff there. Yes, there probably is on management. There probably is on, on YouTube. Thank, YouTube has everything. Yeah. Except the stuff they censor. <laughs> Thank you very much for the question, Nicole. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.